0: Welcome to another episode of the Personal Branding for Photographers podcast. My name is Maurice Jager, and I'm a photographer, speaker and the author of the book Personal Branding for Photographers. This podcast is all about learning how to improve your personal brand as a photographer. Thank you for listening today and let's dive in. Welcome to this episode of the Personal Branding for Photographers podcast. And today we have Eric Sadie out of Vancouver, Canada on the podcast, who is an award-winning photographer who shoots a lot of like cool stuff. Uh, we met in New York City during uh, PhotoPlus Expo last year, uh, both working for Tether Tools as a pro team member. And we got to know each other, we got to talk, and here we are today on this podcast, so thank you so much for joining today.
1: You're welcome, thanks for having me.
0: You got it, so who are you? Introduce yourself to the people that have no idea who you are.
1: Oh, that's a, that's a good one. Uh, I'm Eric Sadie, I'm a professional starver based in Vancouver, Canada. Uh, I've been shooting full time, 20 years now. Crazy, <clears throat> excuse me, crazy how time flies. Yeah. Uh, working a lot of commercially from uh, advertising stuff, to TV, movie galleries, celebrities, um, you know, editorial portraits. I've got pretty diverse over the years. I've shot and still shooting.
0: But you still have a very uh, particular style to your work, right? Like it doesn't really change what you shoot. You still shoot the stuff you like, right?
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent for sure. I, yeah, I love, I love most issues for sure. So what do you? How, uh, how would you describe I like. the style? Um, definitely clean lighting, really sharp, like beautiful lighting always um but then I can shift that to moody depending on what it is if I'm working with musicians or music artists you know I'll go usually a little or with that kind of style um yeah I find it always a hard one when I got to describe myself (laughs) Yeah, but uh yeah
0: I know it's a it's always a weird question to start like talking about you and like who are you and coming up with like a two-sentence kind of like punchline elevator pitch yeah. whatever you want to call it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but I, I think a lot of people want to be in your shoes like shooting the celebrities and the tv work and the com- the commercial campaigns and mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that didn't happen overnight so no,
1: that was uh yeah so
0: talk us through the process like like did you like grew up being a photographer did you do something else like how did you got into photography what's the story behind like um you like picking up a camera and like the awesome stuff that you shoot today
1: so yeah it's like it's pretty interesting story because i i actually was uh um carpentry finishing carpenter kitchen cabinet installer for 12 years um and through that in my 20s i was also I, i had a camera that I would take pictures, you know, if we go camping, stuff like that. But I never knew how to use it properly. And then when I was about 28, uh, I was in a car accident. And was off work for about three months. And in that time frame, I, I saw a beginner course on how to learn how to use basic photography. That was, that was back in the film days. And started taking that course to, to learn how to, you know, shutter, aperture, whatever, all what those even were. Um, and then from there, I, I went into you know, the next level of course. thought, oh, it's kind of cool. You know, maybe I can, uh, you know, do it as a hobby now that I'm learning a bit more about it or a little side business aside from the construction area. Um, and as I was in continuing ed or night school, for, I went to it for three years, um, about a year and a half in when I started learning studio lighting and key shifting and all this stuff, that's when I was like, oh, this is this is awesome. Like, I'm going to, let's see where this can happen, where this can go. Uh, but never still thinking of a career. And then at the three-month or three-year mark, um, I had enough of the construction industry in Vancouver, and I took a few weeks off work, and then realized it was, it was around October of whatever, whatever year it was uh realized I couldn't afford to survive yet on my photography. And on that Monday or on a Monday, I called up some other cabinet companies and i lined up work for that week so I could sort of do some photography and some construction and just make enough money to survive the winter. Um, anyways, long story short is uh, I was in a, stopped on the street and another, I got rear-ended by a tractor trailer or a rig and basically second car accident. Uh, not my fault, both of them, Let um, it said uh, that injured me, but it kept. So, um, yeah, anyways, I was injured in that, so I couldn't work in construction anymore. And that basically put me on insurance disability over the winter. And when they cut me off in the spring, I went full-time photography. So literally, accidentally car accidents are what pushed me into photography as a career so i guess it's and, sort um, of
0: like karma like shit happens yeah. and you ended up like i guess being more happy than you were um carpent- carpenting cabinets because i think yeah yeah like sh- stuff is going very well for you right now
1: mm-hmm. yeah no one it's one of those you know i knew there was something else out there for me i just didn't know what it was and you know the universe or whatever it is like the karma just pushed me pushed me where i'm supposed to be right yeah and uh yes yeah, it's, it's been uh you know, obviously struggling artists at the beginning and, you know, those those come and go as throughout the years for sure with challenges, but um, yeah, I've just had a great, I, didn't want to work, I guess good at networking and the great people around me that have helped me, you know, get where I am in my career.
0: So now you're working with like the celebrities and the TV people, like what did you do to like actually meet these people and get in, um, get your like work out there and like build those connections and like, cause like, I have no idea when, where to start when I want to shoot a celebrity. Like I shot a couple, uh, in the studio for their headshots and stuff, but like, yeah. that was more of a fluke. Like, yeah. I, I don't have like a continuous stream of like celebrities yeah. and you do this like pretty much like all day, every day, like beyond the whole COVID-19 thing. So what did you do?
1: Um, you know, well, a lot of where, where to be honest, most of my work has come or my connections are through my networking and the people I've worked with and them just because they're doing a good job with them, them referring me when things would come up. Um, and yeah, I guess through that, I, I mean, obviously I'm, I want to go after more celebrity stuff because thats slowed a bit um, and that's where oh how do I word this with, with the stuff I've shot up to now that's definitely come through my network and, and how I've just worked for people um, I'm now working to go after more of what I want and more celebrity work or more TV and movie um, yeah through marketing I guess and that and going after art directors yeah and- that makes sense Yeah,
0: it does, and like you, like I guess for some people, it's a goal to like work with famous people, and I think you're Mm -hmm. past that. Like, what is it that you like? What is the motivation to for you to grab the camera and like create the work that you create?
1: Hmm. Uh, Definitely not money. (laughs) Um, You know, I I think it's just I love people and I love working with people, and uh, you know, with the the celebrity or higher profile people, that's a trust thing, and that they, I guess. Yeah, I don't know how to answer that on that end, I guess. Uh yeah,
0: I lost it. And I, I think like you working with people also is very much um seen in your like if I can call it a side project that you're doing right now with the humans of support. Um mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about how that came together? Because I like I see all these like awesome like shots that are in your style and you get a lot of like press and you get noticed and like, it's not about that. I know that, but like, what was like, what was it that you wanted to do and did you team up with other people and how did that whole project like came about?
1: Um, that project came out from when uh, in Vancouver, anyways, everything shut down with a pandemic, um, you know, work went away and there was so much negativity on social media. I just wanted to use my skills to help out because I saw so much as much as there was so much negative on social media, I saw so much positivity of what community, like with the community coming together and people looking out for each other and just good Samaritans doing great things for others, whatever that may be, delivering food, um, that I just, you know, I wanted to figure out some way of doing my part. And that was how human support got created by let's highlight the, these frontline essential services and healthcare who are, are doing this and are, you know, being there really for all of us while we were in lockdown. Um and yeah, that was that's sort of what how that came about. And then other photographers were inspired by it and started joining in to help me in other in the locally in Vancouver here, but also in Toronto and other countries or yeah, countries or cities across the world. Um and uh yeah, I know it's still uh, still going and still going strong and it's about to hopefully pick up a little more here soon. So
0: So, and you get people that like find the project and uh, more or less like vouch for people. Like you got to shoot Jimmy because he's doing something cool or are you going after people or like, how do you like work your project? Because I know there's a lot of photographers that want to work with projects or like do something meaningful on the side besides like the the commercial corporate, like whatever uh, that like pays the bills so like how would you approach a project like this if somebody's listening and goes like yeah I want to do something meaningful like what steps would you take? So uh,
1: see for for in Vancouver here because of being connected with the media I got coverage across Canada on the project which really spurred people finding out about it and helping um, I guess people nominate others if you want to say so they want to nominate their co-worker what have you for being that amazing person so um, for other people in other areas, um, I guess it's looking for like, cause I, I do have a lot of farmers that are starting in other areas and it's similar questions I do get asked there. And so I'm finding if, if they look on like, the news sometimes is sometimes highlighting these people or if they might know someone initially in healthcare that's doing something, it's kind of looking where you know first um, and seeing, you know, to get things going on a project like this.
0: It's more like creating a snowball effect, just like start somewhere and then build it along the way yeah. and just like yeah. get your feet wet and get going. Is
1: yeah. That- yep. And, uh, and, uh, Oh yeah. And I've also created a, uh, to help with, to help people that want to join in with humans and support, I've actually created a photographer guideline that basically has this, how to do it all. I'll have to send it to you actually. I meant to do that sooner. Um, yeah, basically states, this is how I would do it if I was starting in my town and you know, how to, how to reach out to the media, how to find people. Yeah. It's all, all in there. Cool.
0: I'll uh, If you're okay with it, I'll uh, put a link in the show notes to where people can go and learn more about uh, that guideline and, like, help with the globalization of the project, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, that's, that's there, like, if somebody enjoys, like, and I think it's, like, adaptable to other projects. I think it's more, well, like, it could yeah, be a guideline a- kind of thing. To, oh, like how totally. to?
1: Totally. Oh, sorry.
0: Go ahead. No, I was say, I was going to say it could be a guideline onto it, like how to actually start a meaningful project, kind
1: of. hundred percent. Oh, and and the other thing is, there are other people that have been inspired by what you know I started and what we're doing in Vancouver that have taken their own twist on it in other cities. And um, and you know, yeah, exactly. That's the thing is, like, even, even when it comes to say this particular project, um, how do I word this? The, the people that we're highlighting on this, these people have always been there. Like, and and it took the pandemic to really shine this light on them show that, hey, these are essential services that who maybe weren't looked as highly upon, now suddenly are very important to us, at least, at least over here in Canada and the U.S. And so, um, you know, my goal and my vision is to keep human support going because long after these people were here before the pandemic and they're going to be here after the pandemic. So why not keep highlighting these, you know, what they're doing for others? Yeah,
0: these people have professions that are usually been taken for granted, and yeah, now yeah. Uh, they get the spotlight on them because, like, these are the people that help everybody overcome this whole pandemic and crisis. So now they're yeah. not taken for granted anymore, but they actually like be like a huge uh, part of the important people that work in our society. So giving them yeah. uh, a platform. To tell their story and give them a cool shot absolutely
1: makes sense. Exactly. Thank you. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was good. You know, one of the things I was going to say too is like for, for me, with this, like if we're going to talk about career and pandemic and stuff like that, like the human support project, there was a whole vision of a different area that were also to help other photographers and creatives in their careers on some levels, because part of what I was doing. And what I'm doing is inspiring others to do the similar things in their communities. It doesn't matter the size of the community or the city or wherever, because if they're a good person or a good heart centered, where they love to, their purpose is helping others like me, I don't expect any return from what I'm doing. I'm doing this out of the goodness of my heart, but I know my name's going to get out there. And I know through that, let's call it karma. That should bring me work down the road. And so by inspiring other people in their communities, if they're going to do this, hopefully they get recognized for doing a great thing for others. And that get lines them up with work in the future as well. Because now they maybe they got media coverage on themselves doing the project, which they never would have got, and you know their name is suddenly out there for people that know who they are on the next level, right? And that's going to lead to a lot of other things. Like like in Vancouver, here is a few different projects I did because that really are part of the pandemic. Um, And one of those actually because of the photos I've been shooting a TV show that I knew the producer. um, She was looking for a rooftop in Vancouver to shoot something around a show that was really helping charitable societies. I, I won't get into all the details, but but the The gist of it is some of the people that they helped through this, they wanted portraits done of. And it turns out they actually asked me to be in the show. And I was shot last week as part of the episode. The photo shoot was actually part of the episode, um, which will come out not till the spring, unfortunately, of 2021. But that was just another because of me doing things for others. that got recognized. And now it put me in the TV show. And that'll get me huge exposure when it comes out, right?
0: Yeah. And like the way that you uh, work, or like, quote unquote, work the project and get that exposure. Is that also in line with how you usually run your business? Like you inspire people and you work with the art directors and like, do you add to their vision or do you just execute? And like, how does that usually work when you're like on set?
1: I think it works. Oh, definitely I inspire and I, I work with the team to add to the creativity, you know, building upon what they've started. And of course, depending on what it is, you know, if it's an ad campaign, does not not going to change much because they've got that locked in. But when it comes to, um, you know, other projects, definitely that, that input or creative input comes in there. And is that yeah. something
0: that's also reflected in the way that you brand yourself? That you're like, I'm the guy that's like helping you out with like the baseline and I'll add the creativity the creative flavor or like
1: how do you brand yourself in that space? You know what? That's the whole area I think I'm adjusting right now um, because I've never really thought about it. It's just my career's just done what it's done because of networking and, and, and getting my name out there. So yeah, that's a hard one. That's a, you know, that's a hard one to for me to answer because I don't think what? I put thought into it. It becomes natural, I guess, to me.
0: Yeah, well, I think a lot of people, like, focus on branding a lot, like, and the personal branding right now is, like, a hot topic, hence this podcast, and hence my book, and uh, I think there's a lot of, like, when people hear, like, yeah, I just network, then they feel like, okay, they should, like, go into, like, a random network (laughs) meeting at some bar and shake hands and exchange business cards and magically work (laughs) is gonna happen, or, like, that's, like, very, like, It's not the way it works, right? So, so can you like dive a little deeper in this whole networking, which is like a container, like thing? Like, like can you talk us a little bit through it? Like, how did it actually work? Because, like, yeah, I can go network right now in a bar and like give business cards and like fingers crossed, like Steven Spielberg is in there and I'm gonna shoot the next Jurassic Park movie or whatever. Because it's not that easy.
1: Yeah, no. So, uh, yeah, it's not the shotgun effect for sure. Um, I would say by networking, putting yourself in the right place. And if you're going to be going out to, you know, meet people, it's, it's something around that industry that you want to be working with. Um, you know, however you do your social media, I mean, in some ways, that's all exposure and your branding, right? So, um, you know, directing that towards the people that you want to be seen by. Um, yeah. And, and like, you know, going to, You know, going to different, I guess, again, industry, I can't come to the word right now, but, you know, there's stuff that's around a similar industry, like, I mean, how we met, right? Being at Photo Plus in New York, that opened up a lot of doors for me with connections and um, just meeting a lot of really great people um, through that event. And that,
0: uh, yeah. To sum it up, it's like, uh, surround yourself with the right people and the people that can, that are working the industry and, like, just, more or less befriend them and show personality and all of
1: that is what you're trying to say yeah yeah yeah. and you know I'm oh, and, and just going to segue to my branding my branding is me like I don't I've got my imagery how it looks I've got all you know all that great stuff like that but in the end it's, it's me and my personality and that's usually what wins me over the people in the end because they can see my portfolio they can do this they can send me an email about connecting about you know a job but it's when I get on the phone with them that's how I pull myself into it and that's usually what Help, uh, you want to say complete the sale, whatever you want to use the wording, but kind of creates the connection where they want to work with you. And that's, I think, a lot of the branding is if you have that personality, showing it online that you are fun to work with, you are creative, you know what you're doing, that you're confident, and that at the same time, you you bring something to the set besides just being a, you know, some dick photographer. You're actually like this nice person that gets along with everyone, right? Yeah. No ego.
0: Yeah. And like, I see a lot of people like, just like, I don't know, like getting a friend and, Uh, getting some fancy clothing and get them in front of a nice set like grab a couple of lights shoot them uh, just like out of their own merit kind of just like create something uh, as a TFP or whatever and then tag the brands and like go nuts on all the hashtags and uh, like the tags on Instagram and all of that crap does that actually work or is that just like a Um, freaking like shit show and just like for (laughs) funs and giggles
1: (laughs) Um, I think it works on other tools, tell me. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, you know, I think think those effects are trickle. I think that's a trickle effect that I'm, you know, doing that with ProPhoto. I want to be on their team, you know, and stuff like that. So, uh, but, you know, they've reached out, starting to reach out now. So I think those style is a trickle effect for sure. And you got to, you know, be on that. But um, that can only go so far. I think you need real connection too, right? And really reaching out. Yeah.
0: Because I I see all these people go like, yeah, I shot this with... uh my uh, at Canon Canada uh, something something camera and uh, then like tag Louis freaking futon or whoever like the bag is in the shot and it's just like shooting with a 12 gauge and like trying to like see if they can hit anything.
1: You know, and 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 thank you for what you did that because that triggered me to meeting you and John to be honest and how you guys have taught me. What I've learned from you guys, and I, I'm, I'm, it's a process I'm working on because I was that guy tagging and this, this, and this was this. Um, um, but now I'm working hard to describe describe the experience of that shoot and what it was like instead of just a bunch of blah blah blah. Um, you know, and that's that, that's something. I, yeah, that I I can see as a huge way of of again showing your personality and what it's like on that shoot. Um, yeah, where I'm working on adjusting how I do my social media. Yeah. Thanks to you too.
0: Yeah, and just for reference for anybody that's just listening to this episode, uh, skip back to episode seven where we talked to John, which is John D'Amato. He's on the podcast on uh, in episode seven, so feel free to like uh, listen to that episode. After you finished listening to this one, just a little reference here. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no. yeah. It's, and it's <laughs> uh, funny because like you, John, uh, you, me, and John met in uh, New York, and we started this whole conversation. And I do remember us like spending time outside of the Javits Center in New York City, and like talking about like the positioning and how pretty your work looks and the way you were. Uh, presenting your work back then online <laughs> yeah. and yeah. the the story that we shared in how it could um, be different. And yeah, I, 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 I know what I said and I know what John said, but like, uh, can you remember that conversation? Like, can you like talk a little bit about that from your perspective?
1: I can't remember the exact words, but I do remember it was similar to what you said a, a little bit ago about, you know, basically, this was, uh, you know, this was shot for this client, da, da 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 da, and it was, you know, you know, using this camera and this gear, you know, basically just a bunch of blah blah blah. Um, and you know, there was no story to, there's no, uh, no, um, what do you want to call it? No experience there, right? So I can't remember the exact words you guys did, but I know I was laughing at the time too. Yeah,
0: I even remember <laughs> that was a funny story. I think that the punchline pretty much was like, okay, every. Uh, image that you share in on your socials and in your portfolio and like everything that you put out there should be a building block in the narrative that you want to create um, to the full story that people uh, read see and get to know you for instead of yeah. just writing I shot this with this gear um, Jill something was my makeup artist uh, this was the stylist uh God knows what else kind of uh, bullshit, pretty much. Uh, I think that's more important to the clients to actually like read about, okay, what was something that you wanted to achieve with this image so they can find out, okay, this was the goal, this is the end result. Um, how does this match with what you write and how would my goal match with the end result that you create and do I see my goal matching with the kind of work that you're creating, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and even like what you learned on that shoot, you know, you're, even it doesn't matter the level you are, I'm learning every every time I shoot or something. Yeah. Or not, depending on, it could be from an assistant, right? Yeah. So you're learning all the time.
0: So what is something that you learned recently? Oh,
1: Jeez.
0: Well, recently could be a little <laughs> bit ago since we're like in like lockdown, COVID, whatever kind of situation. It might not be still happening by the time this podcast gets out there, but like bear yeah. with us, people. This is like midsummer, so everybody's suffering at this point still.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Since five months or whatever it is now,
0: um, like how do you? How do you? I mean, you, for like, me. I've- how do you like right. grasp these learning uh uh points if you will like let's let's you know, make it more okay. concrete yeah. like if you if you want to yeah. shoot you go like oh fuck i never thought about this before like how do you deal with that how do you register um, it how do you like turn it into something that you're going to like change in the next shoot
1: uh, i cuz I, I was going to relate it to like this life experience of you know with all the things changing now with the pandemic and, and you know shifting how we have to do work um a lot of it is, uh, I guess it's not rolling. Maybe we're just rolling with it or not being so rigid in how you are because, you know, life's changing right now for everyone. There's, there's no, one's, no one's not being affected really by this pandemic and what it's doing to the industries, at least in Canada and the U.S. Um, yeah, that's yeah, a tough one right now because there's so many things I'm learning in life in general right now with, with all the stuff that's going through. Okay. So Take it personal. Yeah. What are you learning? To budget.
0: Before
1: (laughs) that, I should have been budgeting pre-pandemic. Well, I was learning, put it this way, I was learning to budget pre-pandemic because I was just going through whatever, some life stuff and from 2019 and restructuring business and learning to save. And then, you know, the pandemic hits and, you know, no, no better way to learn how to budget than that because then work just went away. Um, but also, you know what, learning to deal with, um, not being a victim, just everything's there to teach you something unless you don't allow it to and figure out like even, okay, even humans of support. I have bashed my head against the wall crying on the ground sometimes because I can't figure out certain things, how to move it forward and, and being like, I'm done with this project, I'm done with it because it has got me so worked up. And then talking to a girlfriend of mine and she goes, Eric, what are you learning from this right now? Because you're, it's a huge vision and it's a huge challenge and that means you're, there's something here for you to learn and figure out whether you're learning because that'll help you through it. And then I, just, then I would just dig deep and go, okay, I'm learning leadership. I'm learning I got the wrong people helping me. I'm learning, you know, that was my choice though. I take responsibility. Um, you know, let's, let's move past that now. And then, and then I'd pick up and I'd be good again, but you'd, you'd hit these walls. And that was where those challenge where you hit those walls in life, where it gets really tough. There's a challenge there for a reason. And it's, do you give up or play the victim or do you figure out around that? Yeah. Even just, yeah. Yeah. Just adapt. adapt, Yeah. Perfect.
0: Yeah. And the word of 2020 is pivot, which is hear more it. or less the yeah, same part. thing. <laughs> it's
1: like, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> freaking hate it's, that word. it's like all over the place. It. It's like, uh, we got to pivot. Yeah, yeah. it's like, hitting like a pinball machine. <laughs> yeah, it's like, That's what 2020's been, like a pinball machine. <laughs> it is. Like, and,
0: <laughs> like, to me, it feels like an airplane, like changing course. Like you got to pivot. Like yeah. we're approaching at nine seven zero. Like oh plays, okay please pivot to seven nine or four approach. <laughs> You're on the ball. Like uh, <laughs> fuck that shit. That's like so awful.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, you know that that, in, that in, and the communication too because things are you know. Shifting that you just got to really be open with communication with people mm-hmm. as well with your clients with everyone right because uh yeah it's, uh, it's challenging times for you know all those involved.
0: So uh, since we're talking communication, yeah. like once uh, some art director or yeah. some uh, business or commercial gig yeah. reaches <laughs> out, like how is the process from like you're getting an email or you're getting a call or like however it comes in to actually shooting? Like is there a process and what does it look like?
1: So. If you want to go into one, okay, so not a lot right now because of the restrictions on like Vancouver is just opening up again for business stuff.
0: Yeah, but um, like in normal times. Like normally.
1: Yeah. So, you know, if you want to go into one that was actually, okay, so most of them would be, yeah, an the email, then a phone call and you going back and forth like quote on bigger projects. But one of the, I guess, I want to say most creative, really cool ones was last December <laughs> I shot for Warner Brothers, uh, the Supergirl cast. And initially it was, um, I think back in early November, 2019, the, um, guy reached out to me and sent me an email that was basically stating kind of what they were doing and it was an event to celebrate the 100th episode and um, uh, that they, they needed a photo booth kind of set up with a cape and really, he had a good vision but I just didn't get it. But it, But through the process with him, we slowly... I educated him as a, this was a learning process for both of us. This was the first time he executed something like this for their, for Warner Brothers. And um, we kind of went back and forth and got on the phone and, and actually figured out a lot of different aspects of this shoot because it was going to be a, a cape that the cast was going to stand on and they had to have like a Supergirl logo shot onto it through a gobo. And I'd never worked for a gobo before, so I had to do my own quick research on that. And then with through that kind of helped him figure out where to get one made. Um, and even down to the the day of the shoot in, in the end, really what I joked with them is it it's like, this is a glorified photo booth. Um, cause really it was like the, the red carpet that the cast would come off. And then we'd, we'd shoot some really cool photos on this, uh, this setup we did. It was a full, full full gallery shoot. But, um, but with that, even to the process of when they they came up from the States and we were setting it up, you know, we were creating the lighting as we went. I didn't really know hundred percent how I was going to light this. And, but I, but I was very clear with him and honest and confident. I said, look, I, I don't know yet. We're going to figure this out. It's going to be really fucking awesome. And so as we shot it, you know, or as we were setting up in daytime, um, he was able to see on the, on the computer what we were doing and then we could adjust the lighting a little bit and what have you until we, we basically created the piece of art together. And, um, and in the end, it just turned out amazing, the shots. He was so, uh, I guess, proud because his vision had come to life. Yeah. And obviously, you know, that made me proud as well. And, and that turn, will hopefully turn out to, you know, a lot more work working with Warner Brothers. Yeah. They never knew who I was before that moment, right?
0: I saw the behind the scenes on your Instagram Uh, I don't know. I guess it was a couple months ago, like with the drape and like all of that stuff. That was like so cool. But all of that comes down to uh, like figuring out their vision and you coming up with like um, the technical to create what they have in mind. Is that like the biggest challenge when you shoot these kind of the kind of work that you're doing?
1: Yeah, I think so for sure. It's, uh, you know, having their, especially this one, because there wasn't a lot of, There was direction, but it wasn't. um, It was a little different because it was the first time I think him working on this too. So it was a lot of creating it together, figuring out how to get what it was he was trying to transfer into my head, Mm -hmm. um, his vision. Uh, But but other jobs like an ad campaign I shot I think December as well um, was where they'd send reference images of a a lighting style or something like that, and then we you know created from that for them.
0: So you're recreating.
1: A, a kind of look sometimes. Yeah, I look that they're trying to achieve for that particular campaign. Okay.
0: So, and, you, know, and
1: then that, that'll be adjusted, of course. Yeah. You there. get you
0: get your own like vibe and style into it, mm-hmm. but not like super predominantly, but it still has your like stamp of approval, I guess, like your little signature. Yeah. Book.
1: Yeah. I and mean, even to go back to learning experiences too, as well, Um, with that Warner Brothers shoot, because I'd use like, I own a lot of my own gear. And, but the packs I have are like the pro photo pro sevens, which are fast, but on a shoot like that, because I had some of them at full power, you're waiting two seconds or more before you can shoot the next shot. And with these like celebrities, they're coming off there and you only got like maybe 15 shots with them because they're busy doing stuff on a shoot like that. So, then, so the next cast member has to come in. So well you have to wait to be able to bang, 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 um, you know, that, that's, that's all time is money kind of thing. And so, you know, my learning experience is next time I'll rent newer gear areas where it was slowing down the um, the flow so that I could shoot quicker to keep up with what we, we needed to do.
0: Yeah, make sure that the recycle times are up to snuff and all of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, so, exactly. So, you work, like, you always work on set. I guess, like, you have, uh, like, a whole team of people running around while you're shooting. Um, Are you... Um, yeah, uh, like there was an um, but like are you like in charge of who's on set or are these like usually people that are get hired uh, from the production part or um, like, do you select if, your own people?
1: Uh, well, the stuff that's where my photography team, I mean, yeah, i select that for sure. But if it's other parts, like say that TV show I was on, well, the crew there is totally different. That's a yeah. production company for sure. But, if, um, but like yeah, if, who if are- you're shooting who commercial
0: are, stuff, like are you, like if like, I would have like a commercial campaign that needs out there. Like, are you going to find the right people or is that something oh, that yeah. you're going to be stuck with from their part of the equation,
1: if you will? No, no. Sometimes they offer to budget wise. They want to have, you know, someone else they've got on set instead of me having an extra assistant. But usually I will push back because I want to have people that actually know how to handle the, my gear and, um, and aren't going to make me worry about how stuff's handled as well. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that'd be more coming from me.
0: Yeah, exactly. So what is something that you're looking for when you're hiring? Like, what are the deciding factors? Do you go into their brand or like the work they created or is that all networking based or like how do you approach that, like getting somebody on set that you work with?
1: I would, uh, depending on what the shoot is, I mean, some stuff, if it's not on set, if it's just portraits or stuff like that, smaller shoots, then, uh, you know, that's a little easier to use junior assistants. But a lot of what I'm definitely on stuff where it's more complicated or technical or a lot going on, I prefer to see a photographer that actually shoots like I do already and they know lighting and they do a lot of um, photography of their own creatives because then they're a real asset because maybe there's something I'm missing in, in what we're doing in the lighting or something that we tweak a little to make it better. And if they've already got those skills because they do shoot you know, on their own for others, creative portraits or whatever, what have you with lighting and are good, really good with it, um, you know, that's only going to make it better my shoot shoot were on better because they'll be able to put in there you know if i need if i need some advice they'll be able to give me some advice or some problem solving comes with them right
0: yeah that makes sense so you look at what <laughs> they did in the past pretty much like you look at their uh body of
1: work yes yes yeah 100% because i uh, i do get a lot of people that want to assist me but then i look at their portfolio and it's all like outdoor shots with no people because they want to learn mm-hmm. from me but then that's fine on, like I said, some smaller shoots where it's slower pace. Uh, but I on it, find something that's bigger where it's very technical. Then that I would never. Yeah, would I mean, bring them on to step or something like that?
0: Yeah, they they have no idea how to carry their weight. Yeah, exactly. So you've been going strong for like twenty years. Like, what would be like if I was uh um like I don't know a twenty five year old like oh uh, uh carpenting cabinets today and. <laughs> found you on Instagram, it's like, oh my gosh, this Eric guy, I like, dude, I love that stuff. Like become the kind of photographer that he is today and not spend 20 odd years. So <laughs> it's like, what would be something yeah. that you like would want to share where you go like, yeah, if I did this like 10 years ago, or like, if I like learned this oh, early yeah, yeah, and like yeah.
1: Mar- that marketing. kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's getting on your branding and your marketing. Uh, for sure, I, I know if you want to call it mistakes or learning things like um, going after setting your goals. Something I never—it's only in the last three years I've started actually setting goals for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would say setting goals and going after them and not letting stuff get in your way. Um, I do look back because of learning about my ADHD brain last year that I see why a lot of my you know stuff got sidetracked if you want to call it, and that's why did, now I'm working on putting better processes in place to be more consistent with how I reach out for my marketing and, and, and you know connect with people because that's a lot I would say the stuff that I where after working in my career suffered it was a lot of not going after what I wanted and taking a lot of what came to me yeah which was still great certainly wrong but oh, yeah. it wasn't uh, that's, this year 2020 is my year of more of a career business um, and more focused to to get my career where where I where I want it to be. Yeah,
0: it's uh, it's taking yeah. charge of what you want, pretty much, and not like yeah, yeah. wait and see.
1: Yeah, exactly, and 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 also on those on the end of like say going from a carpenter to to this, I use those carpentry skills all the time, and the problem solving, or you know, something's gotta be made on set. Like these are all things that your past careers will always there will be something there that always comes into play to help you with your where you are. Doing now yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Like, you mentioned goals in your answer? Like what are your goals? Like what are you aiming for?
1: <laughs> um What's on so your list? Well, you know to be, be more consistent or high end like um A-list celebrities. Like like for me, if it was a list of A-list like The Rock, um Dwayne Johnson, like, you know, A-list like that. that those are my targets. Yeah. Um and that's, you know, what 2020 2021 for sure is to be, you know, work at least with three A-list celebrities. More and more, um, get my like my, my business structure more consistent, um, and the team around me like build out a little more consistent because the stuff's shifted a little bit now with the pandemic. Um, you know, and I want to hit five hundred thousand invoicing like that's my you know financial goal. But that that mm-hmm. comes with obviously going after the you know the clients and stuff like that to bring bring those more bring the bigger higher paying budgets in more consistently. Okay. You know? How, however that looks in the changing changing mm-hmm. atmosphere, right? Yeah, and I know
0: that you shot a bunch of people that a lot of people know. So, like, you already shot some A-listers.
1: Yeah, yeah. Laurie yeah, Lachlan, Laurie, Laurie who I think escaped jail, mm-hmm. possibly. <laughs> <laughs> and and Pam- lots of a high profile. <laughs> and Miss Pam. Oh, yeah, Pamela Anderson. That's another one. I think I actually got to get on editing that and get that out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, like, some, you know, Canadian politicians that were hot, like, in there, um, yeah, it's uh, it a big lift over the years. Yeah, but I like that. That's 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 my goals are to, to get more consistent with, with more of this stuff coming to me or going after more of it. As opposed to, I feel like I've been lucky and haven't worked hard, but I, I you know I have um, mm-hmm. that my say network or the people that know who I am has continues to bring me some great stuff. But the the, the hard work I see now is what I'm doing or working on doing now, um, going past through my network that to to get after the other clients I want. Yeah. You know, and that's where the, uh, the unknown is right. The fear. Yeah. Figuring it out.
0: Yeah. You're like the sought after. You're the sought after photographer okay. for the network that you have. And the mm-hmm. goal is to upgrade the network.
1: Yes. Yes. hundred percent. And that's the key thing for, I think anyone out there is, um, you know, getting, I, I know the quality of that work is amazing. And I know I'm learning every day, getting better and better, regardless of how long i have shot. Um, so that when I get, upgrade my network or get that exposure to these people I do yeah. want to work with, I'm confident the work will come from those areas. You just need to get seen by them. And yeah. that's where the, you know, that's where the hard work is. Yeah. For sure.
0: Okay. Here's a difficult one. When are you successful?
1: <laughs> um, I think, all. Oh, yeah, that's a difficult one. I know. I know I am successful. Even though I don't see myself as successful, I know I am. Um, yeah. You know, I, years ago, my biggest goal or one of my goals, was to shoot for Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. And it was nothing to do with the money or anything like that because I knew, but my, and I think most of my goals have never been financial. My goals have mostly been, you know, who to work with. And, and so with that goal, I knew that would be that would be success to me because that would mean I'm up there in the top echelon of photographers, being able to shoot that. And with that would obviously be the financial stuff that would come along the way, working with big clients like that. But uh, to me, that was one of my initial or way back goals. Some esteem. That would, that would have been... Some esteem. Yeah, kind esteem. Yeah. 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 So I think my goals or my success is more of an esteem thing as opposed to... Did you ever shoot swimsuitization? No. And I still would like to. My yeah. goal can still sit there for sure. Yeah. Or, or you know, it could be know, shifted to the Sports Illustrated in general with athletes. But uh, cause I do work a lot of sports. Sports and lifestyle as well. Sports and lifestyle is another area that I, I love shooting because you're outdoor. You know, And that goes back to enjoying what, what you... You have to enjoy what you shoot to be? I think it's to be successful and so a lot of bit of my pivot for adjusting last year was also wanting to get into more sports and livestock I love being outdoors and to be able to work outside same as Sports Illustrated to be able to shoot on a beach that would be heaven yeah
0: <laughs> yeah I have a it's lot good. of photographers that have like goals like yeah I want to shoot 100 grand and like have a successful flourishing business and the more I talk to people that like have a successful flourishing business like yourself, they go like, yeah, I just want to have fun and shoot something that's close to me and like really makes me thick and like all of that kind of stuff. Like at some point, like money is not a object anymore. And that sounds kind of weird because like we got to make money, but it's not yeah. necessarily the goal. You want to create something cool, meaningful, close to hard and then a lot of like the money will follow along.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and that's I, I truly believe that's how my mind has always thought is that, yeah, going after what you love—it it can't not be if you do it right. Yeah.
0: And I think that ties into the question: like, what did you learn between like being the carpenter and being the photographer? Because like, you go and uh, you, you went into photography, maybe like, okay, I want to like pay rent, and yeah. then you just like along the way adapted into I just want to shoot cool shit. Is that like a valid statement? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, you know, and I, I don't even know if the photography was ever about paying rent because I, I it was it came out of nowhere, right? It wasn't uh it wasn't a choice for me. It just happened. Yeah. So I never even had to, any kind of yeah, even in school there was no background for me to look back on where like a lot of other students that it's funny cause a lot of other people I went to to through the photography courses with um, had these backgrounds where they knew all these other classical photographers and inspired by them and um, the only one I seemed to know back then was David Lachapelle was that's who inspired me. And out of all the people I went through school with, there's only, most of those ones never, never made it. As a photographer, they had to, they're back into their jobs. And um, there's only like, you know, a handful of us that have kept it going all these years.
0: Yeah. So uh, can you deduct why you
1: are still going strong and they're not? Networking. Just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't know, to be honest. That's, a, that's one of those tough ones. It's hard to answer for me, eh? Um, well, you did something. I mean, maybe, different, maybe obviously. you know what? Yeah, maybe it's being persistent. Maybe it's just because I love doing this. You know, I, I don't look at it as. I mean, sometimes it's a job for sure. It'd mm-hmm. be stressful, but um, but uh, maybe it's because I love doing it. You know, and and it is fun if you're with doing the right stuff. Some of it's like annoying, but of course, but uh,
0: yeah. So when does your passion turn into a job? Like, what needs to happen on set when you go like, oh, for fuck's sake, this like this is a job now. <laughs> like, I'm in it. Like right now, get it done and
1: like. I'm out of here. Uh, yeah, I think that's more when I'm, if I, I do a lot of product photography still, because mm-hmm. um, they've my, my network brings me in, and, it's, it's, and it is, so, so to me, that's the job, that's just for money. Um, or when it's shooting, if I, okay, put it this way, if I'm shooting like a client I just did, we're shooting just their white backdrop style product photography, that's a job. Yeah. There's no creativity there, that's just fucking boring. But then, when we do their lifestyle with their product, that's fun and that's exciting, we're actually shooting it. You know, you're interacting with other humans first off, whether it's just a product you're working with someone, a client there, and figuring out where to position things to make it look amazing. That 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 fuels me for sure. Um as long as they're paying properly, when it comes to where they're cheaper clients and you just gotta get it done, then it starts feeling like a job again because your time is money at the end, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you're getting paid properly and you're take time and, and do a you know that much better a job, um, feeling appreciated, I guess is maybe the word when you feel if by getting paid properly for stuff, then uh then it does Feel like
0: it. And I, I guess you don't market those jobs that you feel like are work. You're only sharing the stuff that you're passionate about and going after those gigs, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. 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 And that's a lot of like, uh, I guess, if you want to say the learning for me personally is because I, because of Vancouver, I've been here, I've got, like I said, because of that huge network I've got, a lot of different work comes to me because I'm good at most of it. Um, And I guess a learning experience is because if I want to make room for that stuff I really want more of, I need to start and I am starting to let go of these uh, lesser jobs or stuff that doesn't fuel me inside as much. uh, Those jobs I'm trying to let go of and pass those on to other people to, uh, to go after the stuff that really fuels me inside and drives me. Right. Yeah. Like there's energizes me.
0: Yeah. There's stuff for everybody. Like I don't like I once looked at a YouTube tutorial by Carl Taylor, who's a, product photographer out of the UK and he was shooting Mm -hmm. like a bottle of whiskey or scotch or like whatever it's called wherever you are with like a glass Mm -hmm. and like cutting out reflectors and like uh, paper foiling lights and like getting it really soft and like putting it in certain positions and like I recreated everything to the T and I pressed a shutter and it was awful and I was like I'm never gonna shoot a product ever again and they're, 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 there's like so many people that are so awesome with it and they like suck at shooting people so there's a space for everybody and i don't want to market to like shooting a bottle ever and again like nobody ever approached me for no. it that was just like a like a saturday afternoon side thingy like i have the lights i have the gear like let, fuck it let's try and give it a go, yeah. um, I don't know, six years ago, or whenever, like sometime when I was bored in wintertime, and like, I think that that's where a lot of the strength of the photographer lays too to just not accept certain jobs that are not um, your forte, and are not setting yeah. you up to be successful.
1: A hundred percent, and you know, I, I think that's where even certain assistants, one well, of the last ones I had it was two years. He was, he loves shooting products. So we, we, we do these shoots. Um, but I don't have patience. I need things moving and, and continually changing. And that's why I like working with people way more than products because there's, yeah, there's communication, there's stuff. And uh, to take like four hours to shoot a bottle, yeah. I'd rather shoot myself in the face. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's like, and then it's you end so up with boring. a bunch of selfies. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, fuck. oh, my gosh. So uh, where do you yeah. want people to go when they want to learn more about the work that you actually create and the stories you want to tell? Like, Where do you want people so to go my web,
1: Yeah, so my website, which is uh, ericsady.com. And then my Instagram would be the other, just Eric, at ericsady. Um, you know, and then then they can check in with the human support stuff to see where that's at as well, which is... Um, humans of support on Instagram and Facebook and then humans of support.org for the website. Cool.
0: I'll uh, make sure I put all the links in the show notes um, uh, based on whichever platform people use to listen to these things. They're actually links. And if not like put them in Google and people will find them. Um, Yep. Thank you so much, Eric, for being a part of this conversation and like sharing your insights into the commercial photography. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day and talk to us.
1: You're welcome. It's my pleasure for sure. It's a great way to spend the day. Party. and that's it for today but before we part
0: ways let me invite you to my personal branding for photographers community on facebook the group has already around 700 photographers who want to learn everything about improving their personal brand make sure to add yourself by going to mauricejager.com forward slash facebook or subscribe to my podcast on your preferred platform thank you for listening and i'll see you on facebook or you'll hear from me in the next episode enjoy your day talk soon bye